Good evening and welcome to another weekly stock market update. This week, lots of platform-centric news. We are going to talk about Roku and its dispute with Google, Cisco's transition away from hardware into software, as well as Peloton's share price and how it's been affected by Sex and the City. TFC's weekly market update scours the net to find worthy financial news to be further discussed and expanded. It is a banter session with facts, figures, and fun to help you get caught up in the world of investing. So join in the banter live with me, Rakesh, your host, weekly Tuesdays at 8pm on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Hello, coconuts. Welcome to another weekly stock market update. I'm Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw him. You. I just found it. I just found it very cute. Anyway, Reggie here. Yes, I'm finally on the show once again. Right. So thanks for having me again. Nice. Yes, a special guest and a special treat for everyone. Um. So yeah, we have lots to talk about today. I think you know we, there's the big news with Roku and the agreement with Google. That that's one that I I, I found really interesting. Yeah, I mean they're finally gonna get over their dispute, right? Right, which was quite a which was quite a thing. And I mean, based on Roku's business, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, we're also gonna talk a lot about a little bit about Cisco today. We're gonna focus on Cisco's uh, continued shift away from the hardware business, uh, where its margins have been shrinking, and now the management has come up to say that oh, we're gonna double down on this whole hybrid workplace kind of situation. So I think that's some interesting stuff there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, work from home will we'll just continue on and on and we'll just keep talking about it. And lastly, you know, speaking of work from home and the pandemic, we can't not talk about Peloton and, well, what, what, what they didn't do or, or what somebody did in, in the entirely fictional setting. But we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep slowing, Peloton. Keeps slowing. <laughs> ah, the share yes. price is terrible. It's, oh it's like a goodness. downhill. It's like a downhill ride, man. <laughs> no, no challenge, no resistance. I'll just go straight stuff. <laughs> yes, yes. Someone on someone on our Telegram group was asking, like, oh, when is this like a growth stock decline gonna end? <laughs> it's like a sea of red. Right. Yeah. Any thoughts on that before we go into discussion? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think we are really just biding time until the, the Fed meeting tomorrow, right? Or the, the release tomorrow, of the yes. minutes tomorrow. So, you know, that that's why we are here talking. And But you know, next week's episode, I think we, we will definitely dive a lot deeper into it. Um, and and yeah. we have a special guest, Jefferson, coming on as well, who's, you know, really, really into the macro stuff. So keep a lookout for next week. Um, anything you want to add on on trends? Or macro stuff before we get into the topics? No, no. I mean, I'm going to leave the whole FOMC thing <laughs> to, to Jeff <laughs> next week, right? He's, he's the corn guy. He's the pro, right? So studies macro and we'll, we'll, have, we'll have him on the show. Super happy to have him on the show. New guy on the show to um, kind of beef up the whole, the whole repertoire that we have, right? So we yeah, we, 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 we have to just stop saying that. Or I have to just stop saying that things are too expensive, right? And, and you know, <laughs> have a bit more of an overlay to it. <laughs> yes, yes. So he will be coming on to, to help us with those stuff. Yes. Cool. All right. So so just on to this week's topics. Um, Roku, ha- have you heard of them? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, they're the largest now in the game, right? I suppose. Um, previously, when I heard of them, that was like a few years ago already. But yeah, yeah. My God, it's pandemic's been two years, guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, time flies when you're having yes. fun at home, um, working from home, right? <laughs> 
yeah. I, yeah. Don't know, I don't know if I'm having fun, but but Roku has been around. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, for for our, our listeners in in Asia, you know, because you know Roku essentially has non-existent market share here. Um, they are essentially an OS for TVs. So you have Android, you have Apple for phones. Um, what Roku does is they they install their software and they are the OS for TVs, so you can access your Netflix apps, your YouTube ads, um, all of that. Right, um, and what changed is that they had a dispute with Google about whether their platform could show YouTube and YouTube TV, and thankfully, as saying as a shareholder of Roku, that has now been resolved, and you know, the share price went up ten percent. I mean, it's down forty percent, you know, from like three months ago, but whatever, right? Small yes, wins. Yes. yes. We'll take, we'll take whatever we have, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, a, a green day feels so much better than a red day. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know, I know. But I but, uh, just want to say that's not how investing should be. But I know. <laughs> I know it's still... <laughs> but I know it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice yeah, to feel Yeah, it, it's yes. the psychology. Let's, do it. Let's put it that way. It's just managing emotions. It is, it is, it is. And I think for Roku, it's an interesting position because previously when they were getting battered by Google and not just Google, right? Many other people were getting a lot of problems. Um, but Google was the biggest problem, you know, because <laughs> I mean, you, you, you get the idea, right? But previously Roku wasn't, wasn't that big in the space yet, right? But during this whole pandemic, they really grew and they got to a whole new level, right? So I think, it, I think it's on Google's part, it's a little bit like, oh, you know, this kid is no longer as kid anymore. Like they're, they're, they're serious now, right? So in, in this transition, I think the incentive structures have changed for Google to be able to mm-hmm. want to say like, oh, okay, maybe we can work with you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, right? I, I saw the whole dispute thing as, as Google trying to wear two hats. So... You know, they wanted to to have their own OS for TVs, which is a, a different form of Android. And you know, they, they were like, oh, wait, we, we actually are giving services or, or earning money through this platform, Roku. I want to incentivize my own platform. So let me, you know, push them a bit to see whether they fold and I can get better terms. Or I just withdraw my services altogether and, you know, advantage my... Um, Google OS or TV OS, which is anti-competitive conduct if you think about it. But, you know, um, let, let's not go there, right? So, I mean, I, I am extremely positive that, that Roku got something out of this. You know, they, Google wanted to, to strengthen their competitive advantage and it ended up, I mean, we don't know the exact terms of the agreement, but it, it seems very much like, they, they couldn't, and, and I think this is just a bit of an indication of Roku's kind of bargaining position in, in the entire market. But why do, why do you think this uh, is important? I think for our listeners tuning in, like, why is it important that Roku in some way won this discussion? Or at least, you know, we, we came to a truce. Yep. Right? So why yeah. is this important? Well, I mean, think about it, right? If, if you, I mean, Roku is essentially well, all they are is a platform, you know, and, and they want to have Netflix, they want to have Disney on it. Can you imagine switching on the TV, you're wanting to watch some videos and realizing, oh, wait, you know, your TV doesn't allow you to stream Netflix. What's the point of the TV then, right? And, and you know, that's the same for Google and, and YouTube. If you want to watch a simple YouTube video on your TV, you don't want to pick up your phone, open Chromecast, stream it to your TV, and then ah, that's just too many steps. You want it native, right? So for, for Roku, it's really just accessibility and then showing that they are an, an interesting platform to be on. Um, quite interestingly, they don't actually take revenue share from Google. So, for instance, if you know 
it was Google on the iPhone, they would pay 30% of revenues to Apple as the App Store gatekeeper in that sense, right? Um, that, that's the whole anti-competitive discussion there. Roku doesn't really take a single cent from, from Google for providing the platform service. It's so, so in that sense, you know, the commercial benefit for Roku was really quite intangible. It's just being the best or, or being more widely available. And, and whereas it poured like tens of millions of dollars into YouTube because apparently in the US, a lot, well, about 40% of TVs are Roku TVs, which is a lot of penetration, actually. Very big penetration. I mean, that's how they started, right? They really started out as a, as a spin-off from, from the whole Netflix shenanigan, yeah. you know, trying to do the hardware stuff, right? And look at where they are today doing OSs, right? So it's, it's, a, it's quite interesting, right? It's kind of like Square, you know, in some ways, right? Yes, the the yes. small little dongle when it first started, just, just, just that thing. And then it grew, grew, grew. It becomes a, a, an OS because why does it become an OS? Because the platform is so big now, everyone uses it. And so now it becomes a platform and not a product anymore. So then it becomes an operating system on top of that platform, right? So yes. I think that's where, where Roku becomes exciting. Yeah, and you can sell ads on it. I think it's fantastic. I mean, you know, that, that square thing is really interesting. Um, I think Amazon had a Fire TV stick as well, which was also the same dongle that allowed you to do streaming. Clearly that didn't work out. Amazon Prime is nowhere, but you know... Um, Look, I, I, I am bullish, right? I mean, that's the reason why I'm a shareholder, but I think that it's it's a growing space. So competition, uh, yeah, it's, it's important, but they are winning in a sense. And it, it really kind of validates, you know, for a growth stock, the, the TAM, right? So, you know, I, I mean, if they can beat the competition, it's it's going to be something to watch out for. Cool, yes. And I recently, asked, I came across a report talking about the TAM, Total Addressable Market, by the way, guys, TAM. <laughs> I've never called pants. it TAM. <laughs> but, but okay, TAM. It, it's, too, so, it's too long, it's, come on. <laughs> yes, night. I get it, I get it. Okay, so so TAM is growing, right? Uh, in a sense that TV on demand, you know, which is what traditionally um, has been going on with this revolution of Netflix and Disney+, Plus, where everybody, you got to pay, you know, to... To be on the stream, you know, it's a it's a really very saturated and very big, you know, by by US standards and maybe also in a lot of other global spaces. And now you're seeing the growth of ad supported TV, right, which is where Roku is playing in, right? Which is which is a place where yeah, you it's kind of like the same thing. It's kind of like TV old days, you know, but now the ads are done by a different bunch of people, no longer as native to the content creators, but a lot more on the platform. So the platform is taking the money from the advertisers, right? And not the content creators, or at least not so directly the content creators, yep. which is what is happening in broadcast today, right? So I think that's the, that's the interesting part, right? Where you see, oh, it's not just about streaming anymore, no free on demand, you know, like free TV with ads supported, you know, can also be quite viable. Yeah, I mean, streaming has many different models, right? We are very used to Netflix and it's, you know, free and it's completely, well, not free, but it's completely ad-free um, subscription-based model. But there, there's a lot like discovery with some sort of hybrid, right? Um, it's not as, native ads, by the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different discussion altogether. Ad-free, turn the mind, right? Ad-free. <laughs> Well, I mean, oh, we'll talk about product placement later, right? But I mean, mm. other than that, you, you don't get interrupted by commercial breaks, right? Unlike, unlike yes. linear TV. So, you know, that's, that's something I think. I, I like it as a trend, but we'll, we'll see how it goes with Roku. I don't 
I mean, we are in Singapore. Or I'm in Singapore for now, at least. You you don't see Roku TVs anywhere. I would say, um, it's it's all dominated by Samsung, who has their own OS and, and all of that. Nice, nice, nice. So, is there any other um, core takeaways for us? How would you play this thing? Right, I know you guys always ask this question. How would you play? It? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a shareholder, so, like so I keep holding. You. <laughs> Okay. I am a shareholder. Sorry, I'm a shareholder also. Right. Just say, <laughs> yes, yes. I'm a, I'm a shareholder too, guys. Right? Just just to put a proclamation there, but not. It's not recommendation. Not recommendation. Yeah, no, no recommendation. We are, we are just full disclosure, right? Um, so I'll, I'll keep yes. holding. You know, I think if if the Fed minutes come out bad and and we are just going to keep going down, we, we can add more to it. It seems like a. I mean, it's slightly risky because it has to play out in a medium to long term, but. I think the benefits could be great, right? You are looking potentially at a market leader of a huge market, which is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the courts cut and they all go to Roku. Sounds very yes. good, right? In, yes, in my view. Exactly. Yes. All right. Nice. Sounds good. Um, then, well, I mean, we were talking about TVs. Why don't you talk about phones now and cell towers and, and Cisco? <laughs> yeah, clarify. Cisco is not just about phones. So, yes, yes. But I, sorry, the, the only Cisco like, product I see is, is the work phone on my work desk that I have not used in two years or uh, seven months since I've not been back to yes, office. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, let's be honest, right? Cisco is a last decade company, right? Let's be fair, right? So, so it's, it's a company from the last decade where they were laying out a lot of cables. They were the biggest in the signal centers, you know, signal cell towers. They were doing a lot of the hard infrastructure kind of business. And that was where they were thriving and they were doing great because that was the time, you know, of like 3G, 4G, you know, the whole growth of the internet. So with more infrastructure comes more business for them. So they were doing great and they were dominant mm-hmm. in their space because... 3G and 4G was pretty much dominated by the US companies, right? They set the standards, they they lay the grounds, they do everything, right? So it's great for, for Cisco. But eventually, Huawei came along. <laughs> so Huawei is a significant competitor, okay? Let's be honest. Okay. Huh? I, I, can, I can always be politically you know, neutral and say, oh yeah, there were other competitors. No, no but no. let's be clear, okay? The, the in the space, one, right? the Huawei was the biting their lunch. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Huawei was a big guy. So Huawei came along and made it cheaper, better, faster. Right, okay, maybe maybe faster is a big a big question mark, you know, but cheaper and better in that sense, right? Cheap cheaper definitely. So there were a lot more um, Asia markets that were picking up Huawei, yep. and even the the US, even in the European markets, you know, a lot of them they they couldn't resist because I used to work in a cloud computing company and. You know, you walk into the space and it's like, wow, everybody Huawei, huh? So, so it's yeah. it's because it's so cheap and so much better, so, you know, for for the price, for the price you pay. Let's for the be price, real, right? Huh? Yeah, but real. but that's yeah, that's for Chinese price. for you, right? They are good at producing at scale and quickly, and you know, poof. And then after a while, they just dominate the market. If the politicians yeah, let yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> Very loaded. <laughs> that can be a whole series on its own. Uh. Will politicians allow you? But <laughs> yes, uh, I mean, I mean, even but, the Chinese yes, politicians yes. might not let themselves, right? So they're, they're everywhere yeah, they yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I, I mean, mean, but the rea- but the reality is Huawei was biting their lunch, right? So essentially, margins were coming down, and competition was so fierce that you know it's not even about margins anymore. They were not, they were not, they were losing market share in hardware. So um, about maybe I think five six years ago, I cannot remember, don't mind my words, but quite a, some time ago, Cisco's management decided, oh, we will take a pivot into software, mm-hmm. right? So it sounds easy, right? It sounds like what everybody said, oh, you know, uh, we just go go software lah, just do software, right? Yeah. So or go cloud lah, go go open source lah, 
whatever. <laughs> and so there's always a keyword, but it's honestly very hard to shift, you know, something like that, like a cruise, like a cruise line, right? Just mm. look at you know, look look at the Suez Canal. And so it's very hard to shift to shift a company this big, you know. But I would say, like in the recent reports that just came out for Cisco, um, their total revenue for services and software is more than fifty percent today. So when you say services and software, is it things that they add on to their hardware or is it just a separate line that, you know, I, I sell other services and, and it's just a, a new BU that, that they have spun off? I would say they kind of, they run it like a new BU, mm-hmm. you know, but it is not detached from the hardware okay. in itself, right? So it's, it's not like... It's not like AWS has this thing and then if they're like, oh, okay, you know, let's, let's offer, you know, to, mm. to, to a whole bunch of people that we didn't serve prior and this is like a whole new business altogether, right? No, but it's, it's, it's uh, built on on the, on the hardware infrastructure, yep. you know, which is also very clearly stated within the uh, management comments and management report, right? They were saying, you know, our growth is a bit slower because hardware is still very tight to our software. I'm like, hmm, okay, fair. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, yeah, exactly, right? I was like, mm, uh, okay, yeah, I, I kind of get it because, yeah, so, so, because so if you not, think about it, it's a, they're not a software, software business, right? They are, they are still oh, kind of predominantly yeah. a hardware business with value add that just has, just that the value add has fantastic margins and, and they are creating yes, more and more value yes. add. Yes, yes, yes. So it's, it's, it's a, a little bit like a snowflake integrated kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? Because if, if you think about it, uh, Snowflake is really just managing a lot of the hardware, uh, managing a lot of the data that's coming in from from companies and all that, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, for for Cisco, they're just trying to essentially internalize the whole process, managing mm-hmm. the hardware, also managing the data flow, managing the security. So all that jazz, I think that's kind of where Snowflake is really coming. Uh, no, sorry, <laughs> where Cisco <laughs> is coming in from. But they are not like a pure software player. Yes, that is that's mm-hmm. that's true. That's the reality. Uh, but you can see some sort of uh, shift into that space with with management saying that oh yeah, we're gonna focus on the the whole hybrid work situation going to the future. Yeah, so I thought that was cool. Cool. Um. So wait, how how does that hybrid work thing work? For lack of a better word. Okay, so I think I think let's be clear. Huh? Let's yeah. be very clear that <clears throat> not all companies use SaaS. Huh? Okay. <laughs> so I think that we have to be very clear. Not all companies use SaaS, you know, software as a service. Mm-hmm. Um, so like your maybe your Slack, Zendesk, I don't know. What else do people use? Like office.com or, yep. or whatever, right? So a lot of a lot of younger companies they and smaller companies, they use a lot of SaaS. But mm-hmm. when companies get to a certain level where they are deemed as an enterprise, <laughs> they use enterprise level software. <laughs> but <laughs> but that's still like name. Teams, hopefully Zoom, you know, that that sort of thing, right? Um it, it, at least mm-hmm. in the in the communication space. Mm-hmm. Yes. So so I would say I would say Teams and Zooms, um, they are, you know, competitors in some in some form to mm-hmm. uh, to Cisco's software business, but I would say going going forward, I think what they're what they're really looking at is to uh, monetize that that complexity of data transmission and communication from an enterprise level to okay. you being out of your office, 
Because yeah. I think that's the very complicated part, right? Where you, I'm sure a lot of people work in big MNCs and big enterprise. There's a, you, you log in your particular Mac or your particular computer, you know, at a particular hotspot. Only then it works, the whole thing. You shift it out, then it's like, uh, what's going on, right? So I think that's the, that's the, that's the part that Cisco is trying to crack. You mm. know, focus on cracking, right? Not, not so much the whole like, oh, video conferencing, Zoom call or, yeah. or Teams. You know, that is only a very small part of communication, which is probably, probably what you can call the last smile communication yep. right, where it's, it's the call you know but before that the whole data management how do we share around with all the resources you know all the data um, so that you can work anywhere you want while keeping the integrity and the security of the enterprise level I think that's the the, the big big nut to crack for them Oh, cool. That, that's interesting. I mean, look, I, honestly, it just sounds like Microsoft selling Azure, right? And and shifting people <laughs> to the cloud and, and your endpoint security and, and all of that. So that that intuitively to me seems, and, and because that's the company I've, I've looked at, um, that intuitively to, to me seems like the competition. But yeah, m- maybe there's just the devil in the details and then we're missing something. All right. So my turn to ask you the question, What what's your play here, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I've been holding Cisco for a while. You know, I would say that at this point in time, they are not showing a clear runaway in a sense mm-hmm. of like, okay, we got this. You know, we found a supermarket fit, and we're gonna like scale this BU like crazy. They're not there yet. You know, so I am predicting that they will do what most big companies do. They will do MNEs, right? So with free cash flow of fourteen billion dollars, you know, every year that they they do have a lot of money to buy up a whole software ecosystem if they want to. Right, so um, I believe that's kind of where they will play along, you know, in in this uh, in this next few years, and um, it'll be great, I guess, for for a situation now where a lot of uh, big SaaS companies they are all yeah. at a, at all beaten down. Well, I mean, <laughs> so, I mean they, it, it's still extremely high, right? It, it's it's not yes, a discounted yes, 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 valuation yes. at all. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. I I know I I don't have uh, insights to the FOMC, but I'm predicting an increase in interest rates, <laughs> so yes. or at least at least a, a stipulated increase in interest rates and you will probably see the growth stocks come down further. Uh, so, yeah, we shall yeah. see. We shall yeah, see. This, this sounds interesting, right? This, this sounds like a, a mix between, you know, your traditional type of stable dividend um, hardware business plus a growing software business on top, which, you know, it, it's growing, it's high margins. It just, it's, it's optionality, I would yeah. say. I mean, we don't know. Yeah, it's I, not I doing it's super well, but it's optionality. Right. Yes, which, yes, yes. Yeah, I think it's optionality. It's an interesting company to keep a lookout for. I mean, they're not a small fry in the space, yeah. right? But at least if you want to talk about all the transitions that I've seen in my lifetime with like IBM, with like Intel, with like, you know, Microsoft shifting out of, you know, enterprise software, a lot of these companies that have shifted out, they all took some time, right? Five, yeah. six years. And they will fire some management, uh, close some BUs, uh, structure, structure, and then kind of put put it together. So I would say Cisco is kind of at the crux somewhere around there. And you see their share price performing very well mm-hmm. this year. I think up by 30 over percent. Right, so for a company like that, it's considered very good, uh, guys. Please, not everybody yes. is a growth stock. Uh. Yeah, like, not, not, so, not everything doubles so, like within within two months. Yeah, <laughs> or like oh, five months we double, or like oh, one report the uh, another twenty percent up. Come on, wake up, uh. yeah, Okay, no, but but no, I will well, say now it's one report thirty percent down. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I much prefer the twenty percent up days. Yes, yes, fair, fair, fair. I I hear you. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> but I think I think going forward, that's where. 
Um, you will see them potentially breaking out, you know, uh, after they consolidate. So I want to see, as a as someone that is invested, I want to see management continue to uh, double down on this. Uh, product offering because like you said there are a lot of other people that are also kind of in the space and they as traditional hardware people they have to continue to acquire talent and talent in this space is very very expensive I'm yes. sure we all know right so so to have good talent to uh, compete on the software level to then potentially spin out as a BU set very separated from the traditional mm-hmm. comms hardware department I think that is still you know maybe two or three years down uh, we could see some, way, some acquisition and some some packaging and you know maybe maybe something will happen we don't know but at least at the core um, great dividend company you know making good money free cash flow 14 billion right so there are a lot of things that can happen out of it mm. cool all right that sounds good then one last one which is also a kind of a hybrid hardware software thing um peloton right um but but before we start about peloton and, and i think most people know what peloton are <laughs> Really, we want to talk about sex and the city. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on! Tell come me, on. tell me. Okay. About yes. It. So, so uh, in case you know, you don't know, Sex and the City has a reboot called "And Just Like That." Um, they, they premiered last Thursday. Spoiler alert! You know, if you want to watch it, you haven't watched it yet. I think you can end the podcast now and and destroy our statistics. But go, um, you know, I give you two seconds to turn off, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so so what what happened in in the premiere of the the new series is well somebody a fictional character I would say a character on the show called Mister Big, uh, one of the main uh, male protagonists is a big Peloton user. He, he went for an exercise class and he died, right? And and I mean look, it, it's fiction, right? Everybody knows this is a TV show that there's no no basis in reality. And guess what it's, happened to I don't know the, why, the I chef? Just, I'm laughing before. <laughs> What, what yeah, come on, dude. <laughs> what, what happened to the share price? It, it dropped 11% on a day, right? No news mm. except for the new TV show premiere. <laughs> like, why, why, <laughs> why, why, why? People are crazy. <laughs> I, I don't know, right? Bad, bad. I mean, I, I think it's, it, look, Peloton has had lots of bad news. It, it's, it, it's, if you look at the share price, it's just, you know, going down and down and down and down and down with, with no end inside. It's I think down sixty seventy percent this year, right from its all time high. So so yeah, anything that that you know kind of tanks the stock or that that puts the stock in the back light, it, it just tanks it, right? So it's it's down eleven percent. It was down eleven percent on Thursday, further five percent on Friday. Thankfully, they they recovered a bit of it yesterday on on Monday. But yeah, it's mm. it's just it's crazy, man. I I don't understand this. But do you, do you have some do you have some like initial thoughts? Like, what are they going through? Why why is the market like hating it so much today? I I don't know, right? I I think if you really really try to to make a, a logical reasoning, you could say that oh yeah, you know, Peloton is is something that's known for its marketing, right? They they wanted or they were their bouquet was the apple of connected fitness. Right, and you know that means that you are great at marketing. You you control a brand story and and all of that. And well, if you could do all that, and and you wouldn't have your product kill a character on a TV show, right? It's product placement, and apparently I have not watched TV series, but apparently it was very clear product placement. You know, they they hired they, they cast a real Peloton instructor. They showed the they showed the logos very prominently. And they showed him dying, right? 
So so it, it could you know at a stretch, and, and I say this you know at a really really big stretch, be that uh it, it's bad marketing. They are they are losing the, the plot. They don't know what they're doing. I don't like management. Poof, you know I, I sell off the share. Right, but but I mean honestly, mm-hmm. come on. <laughs> Right, it, it it it's 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 one event. I don't know if, if it, it deserves a fifteen percent haircut of of a uh, well, essentially a billion dollar haircut of of enter- enterprise value. Mm, but it's okay. I mean, there are, there are a lot of other movements these days that I'm like, huh, why? <laughs> so I don't think it's a peloton thing. Yeah, but I mean, I, look, I, I mean, uh, I, go ahead. Uh, earning, earning, earning reports I kind of get right you know they're, they're growing 30% instead of 35% oh I don't like it sell down 25% sure <laughs> you know but, but this is completely fictional and uh, I don't understand this but yeah you know what, what are your thoughts besides just laughing and like this is a big joke <laughs> I mean, great joke for sure, right? You're helping me. You know, I'm, I'm very cold here where I am, right? So I think that's great. But the, I think, <laughs> I think the reality is, to me, Peloton is like super hyped, right? It's, it's when I saw the product, I'm like, oh, isn't this like just a treadmill with like, or like some exercise machine with, with a screen that can sing to you or something, right? Just show you some extra stuff. It's kind of like a TV plus a treadmill or something along those lines, right? So, um, when I saw the product, I never liked it. I'm like, mm. I'm like, really? People do that? Like, like why? Why would anybody do that? Like, you know. But but I, but of course, very quickly, you know, I I was. I was uh, yeah, you, you're wrong, in man. The unwanted corner, right? I'm yes. like, I'm like, mm, actually, a lot of people want this thing, whole. You know, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I don't know this <laughs> shit. Lo- lots of evangelists, right? People love the product. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. You know, like, wow, okay, a lot of people like this, huh? You know, so, so I'm pretty, pretty amazed. But I would say that, um, although I don't know enough of the product and I don't know enough of the company. I would say that going going forward, as more people come out of the pandemic and all that, this is also one of the uh, change in consumer habits, right? So, of course, the change in consumer habits is something that has already happened. We want to see how how much of the habit continues to retain and how much of the old habits will then come back to replace the the short-term, you know, pandemic habits that we have cultivated, right? So, I think that's the general fear. And you see it reflect in their growth, fair. And... Uh, yeah, so I think that's kind of it's kind of where where I am on it. Right, not not a big fan. I'm like I'm like, dude, this is like, who who does this? <laughs> but evangelist, okay, evangelist. Yeah, evangelist, right? Yeah. It's like how how I don't understand people who who are who just buy into the whole Apple ecosystem, right? But you know, everybody has their preferences. Clearly, I'm wrong there. You know, and then Rakesh is right. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it, it's something that that it's hard. To, to, to say on an individual level. Um, let, let me give you more jokes, right? So, okay. um, <laughs> in response to the share price dropping, Peloton Management, um, and because they have a, a doctor on, on their board of directors, got that doctor who's a cardiologist to, to come out and say, well, you know, this character might not have died because of exercise. Look at what he does in the show. He eats steaks, he's, you know, he, he smokes cigars. He's overweight. He might have yeah, family history. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not Peloton's fault, right? Exercise might have helped him. <laughs> he would have died earlier. <laughs> yeah, lots of um, real world happenings to, to, to really a TV show. PR disaster. To me, it's a PR disaster. I'll rate that a C, right? <laughs> so, wait, are you, wait, just to clarify, are you an investor in Peloton? No, no, no. no. I, I've had it in my watch list for a bit. 
um, because okay, okay. just just to watch all these pandemic plays, but it, it just kept dropping. I I never quite got the the whole thing. Um, I always mm. thought, I mean, and and really cycling isn't my thing, so I just yeah, I mm. can't be bothered. Um, although it does, yeah. although th- this is something that you know traders might want to look out for, right? You you have a piece of news, you you don't you don't see how it can be so bad and, and you just buy the dip and well, it bounces up a bit, you sell, you earn that 2, 3, 5% and, and you're happy. Right? So, so, so different ways of playing, but you know, I, I, I like buying, I don't like selling. Um, so, so yeah, this, this, is, this is a difficult one. Yeah, I, I will not play it, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I will not run on it, I will not play. I mean, I will not cycle on it. Okay, but, uh, but okay, just shout out to them. I think they pay the highest for streams, audio streams. Mm-hmm. Right, relative to their competitors, Spotify, I think YouTube, Netflix, Apple, everybody, uh, Peloton actually pays the highest to creators. Cool. Right, so that is uh, interesting, interesting. Yeah, it's much higher, like two, three times higher than everyone else. Okay, just saying. Uh, so that is interesting. But I really don't think this whole like paying a premium to creators is going to like get the whole ecosystem going. Right? Yeah. Because it is, it is it's a lot more about selling enough of those machines. Right to be in many many different locations, right? So, I would think the next phase of development, if they really want to move in, will be less on the individual consumers, but more of an organized kind of gym, you know, where the gym just buys everything, or you know, they they actually set up like Peloton Fitness Center, you know, or like Peloton, I don't know, you know, like like sleeping pots like that, right? Peloton yep. pot or something like that, right? So I think they need to do that if 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 to get me interested. You know, so because because it is the it is a classic Da Vinci business model, right? Mm. You know, you know the the whole like Da Vinci um, surgical bot, right? That the yep. whole the whole like intuitive surg- uh, intuitive surgical, yes. So if you have a lot of that, it it, it forms the ecosystem and it allows that the whole platform to to play out, right? And people can kind of use it across across a much wider system, right? So Peloton is also stuck in this situation where, oh, if it's just at home, if it's just me alone, like, you know, is it really that attractive over over the extended period of time? But if they can really build up their ecosystem of having ease, you know, so it's, it's part of the pseudo sharing economy, uh, having multiple touch points, you know, building a whole sporting community, then then maybe maybe that will work, you know, or maybe that could work. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I think, you know, you are, thinking or what you, you want to, them to do is, is exactly almost, it's almost exactly what management is doing, right? So, so they are rolling out new products. I mean, their, their treadmill died because they, they weren't safe enough, but they, they tried, they tried. Um, <laughs> they, they have a new boxing class instead of just cycling. You know, they, they do sell Peloton bikes to gyms with, with discounted subscriptions. So you can go to Anytime Fitness and, and join a Peloton class instead of doing it at home. I guess, um, which is good for space constrained um, residences. So, so yeah, I, I think you know it, it's definitely on their mind. They they are not a one trick pony. They just haven't found the other tricks yet. I would say. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. They have not cracked the incentive system. Yeah, but you know, yes, I mean, I if, if it's that. discounted enough, you you have a relatively sticky product with with people who love it, and and it's just the optionality of hoping that management can can build and. And create an, another stream, right? So it's not necessarily bad, I would say. Um, it's just a work in progress, and well, you wait for the price to come down, right? To 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 make it worthwhile to buy into the optionality, I would say. Yeah. Fair. So still on my so watch that, list, that not deleted it. 
Okay, still yeah. on your watch list. Okay, never on my watch list. I don't think it will ever be on my watch list. Uh, okay, but uh, it's okay. I think I think we got to put it out there that learning how to invest is not about investing in everything. Yeah. Right. Or it's not even about get you know writing every single thing, but it's just really about increasing your hit rate when you when you decide to write on something. Right. So I think that's kind of where it is. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Nice. I mean, we have different interests, right? So we look at different things. Like I. If, if I wanted a hardware player, I wouldn't look at Cisco or look at something else. So, you know, it, it, it's just the, the different starting point, I think, that, that leads to people being interested in different companies. We don't all need to look at SaaS or, you know, hyper growth stocks or growth stocks. You can look at traditional, stable, dividend-yielding stocks too, right? which, which we don't really cover yeah, on the show. Yeah. Why, 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 why do I send some, some undertone there? <laughs> Sorry, um, that, that, that's the bulk of my portfolio, so yes. <laughs> I mean, everybody wants to talk about tech, you know, and I I want to talk about crypto, but everybody loves tech now. Software is eating the world. Agreed, there's a trend we need to get behind. But, you know, that's not the only universe, right? If you you buy the S&P 500, you you don't have that much tech exposure to begin with. And and I don't know if anybody wants 100% tech exposure. For sure, for sure. I mean... Look at what has happened, right? All your growth stocks. <laughs> Except for, you know, Microsoft Fang, right? Because the, the, yeah, the, yeah, mega, the mega tech is still doing amazingly well. I don't know how they do it. I love how they're mega tech now. They're no longer big tech. They're mega tech. Three billion dollars. I mean, you're you're, you're, you're above right? a trillion, <laughs> trillion, right? Apple is nearing yes, three yes, trillion. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's Three insane. trillion. Yes. Three insane, trillion. insane. Just for yeah. selling tags anyway. <laughs> good, good. All right, I think that that's about it for today. Any other thing you, you wanted to, to mention or point out? Since we have a rare guest no, on the I, show, I, I'll, I'll leave this to yeah, you. Uh, I will, I will, I'm, I'm standing in for Rakesh, right? So great great job what you guys are doing. I think a lot of people are loving loving the show, so that's good. Um, next week, I'll be back again to get it, together with Jeff. Right? So I think that's kind of where we are. And yeah, I, I don't really have a lot. I would say for all of you tuning in, uh, tomorrow will be quite a big day in the market um, because of the whole FOMC meeting and to see how it plays out. So we also want to be on it. We want to be we want to be talking about it, but we're talking about it next week. Let us internalize, let the market kind of work through its magic. You know, if you're ready, you're ready already. If you're not ready, you still need to wait for us to, to expand on it, right? Then it's okay, you can wait a little longer, right? So I think that's kind of... <laughs> yeah, don't, don't make hasty decisions. So wait a week and then decide. Yes. Just nice after on it. Yeah, wait a week and then think about it. Yes, just brief, think about it. Right? So we will be back, you know, and I will be... Uh, not as rare next next week I'll be back again right? so I think that's kind of where it is and then Rakesh will take over and uh, come back to lead the show so yes that's it cool Thank, thanks for coming on man I appreciate it always nice chatting with you yeah it was fun I love it and uh, take care guys bye right, cheers bye thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me Rakesh and trust that you learned something today If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community Telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback. So share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe.